0: Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Frankie Mazapika. The title of the message is A Temple of God or a House of Demons. A Temple of God or a House of Demons. Uh, There's two contrasting scriptures. One says you're a temple of God, and the other says that people can be a house of demons. Let me unpack both thoughts. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, the Lord says, You are a temple of the Holy Spirit, which has been given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself. You have been bought at a very high price. So honor God with your bodies. Can you put your hands together for that? You're a temple of the living God. Contrasting uh, verse says this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. It says, when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes through dry places looking for rest. You can't see them. They're like bats but they're they're in the air you can't see them they go through dry places looking for rest but finding none so it says to himself i am going to go back to the house that i just came from and when he does he finds it empty swept and clean And when he comes back, he brings seven evil spirits. Worse, more evil than himself. So the person is in a worse condition than they were before. So we got a temple of God. Someone can be a temple of God. But yet someone can be a house of demons. Now here's the part, here's the curveball. Even believers have to make this decision on whether they are a temple or whether they are a house every day, several times a day. How do we know this? The Apostle Peter, the one who stepped out on water and walked with Jesus, this guy, The one in Luke chapter 9 verse 1, Jesus, Peter was one of the ones where Jesus says, I am giving you power and authority to cast out all demons and heal all diseases. This guy, was at the Last Supper during communion, and in Matthew chapter 16, verse 23, Jesus looks at Peter and says, Get behind me, Satan. This guy, the, the apostle, the, the disciple, at some point he allowed a door into his life wherein the demon an enemy was able to come into his world and influence him and speak through him and Jesus had to rebuke him. This is a man who <laughs> walked with Jesus. And so the, the question is, how do we make sure that we are a temple? That's the first question I want an answer, to answer right now. You, the, uh, Let me say it this way. The spirit you entertain is the spirit that lives within. The spirit you enterna- entertain is the spirit that lives within. One last time. The spirit you entertain is the spirit that lives within. When you fill your mouth with praises to God, the Spirit of the Lord fills your temple with the Holy Spirit. The words in your mouth determine the spirit in your soul. When you lift your voice to God, His Spirit is lifted in your soul. That's why the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians five seventeen, do not ever stop praying. In Ephesians 6, verse 18, it says, pray in the spirit at all times. The moment we stop worshiping him is the moment we begin to drift from him. Now, there once was a time in my own life where I would listen to preachers talk at this extreme. And I would think to myself, everything is not a demon. Everything's not a demon. In this particular case, everything is either the spirit of God or the spirit of Satan. When you entertain God, When you are worshiping God, you are a temple of God. But when you are amused and entertained by things that Jesus had to die for, you are entertaining the spirit of Satan. When you watch things on Netflix and and the, the entire content has nothing to do with God. There's, there, it's, it's pornographic. It's full of sex. The, the language, all of these things influence you. And you got to stay full of the presence of God. Someone say, stay full. Stay full. stay full. stay full. I've never preached anywhere where there was more witchcraft and more demonic forces around Oh, people doing Ouija boards and cursing people and doing voodoo dolls than in Brazil. Never before. But because I was so full of the Holy Spirit, nothing could affect me. Nothing. I want to tell you. That the Bible says that in 1 John 4, 4, that the spirit within you is greater than the spirit outside of you. Put your hands together for that. The spirit within you is greater than the spirit around you. I want to share a, a testimony of someone that I had the privilege of part, uh, partnering with Jesus for her to be physically healed in Brazil. Take a look at this. Uh, Go ahead and start it over, and let's make sure, uh, if if it can't play, just let me know, and we'll skip it. It's not working. I'm so sorry. You can read it? You want to read it? All right. All right. Just be really excited at the end, okay? Like you get really excited when you can hear her voice tone, so let's we're gonna start it over and and just read it, but then at the end, like just Every Baptist preacher is going to be so proud of me right now because all three of my points start with the same letter. (laughs) Over the next few minutes, I'm going to talk about discerning, discovering, and driving. Discerning, discovering, and driving. It is of paramount importance that we discern that there is an evil spirit in our house, in our car, at the office, even influencing us. We have to know when this is happening. How do we know when this is happening? How can we discern? You can tell when there is anger sustaining. When you have sustained anger over hours, over days, you have to know that you are being influenced by the demonic. It is normal, it is human to be angry for a moment. The Bible says that even God is angry for a moment, but his mercy is forever. It is normal to be angry for a moment, but when it is sustained and it lasts for hours, even days, you have to know that that is a demonic spirit. The Bible says in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27, it says that anger gives a foothold to the enemy. When you are staying angry, the Bible is using your mind, I'm sorry, let me say it this way. When you are remaining angry over a period of time, the enemy is using your mind like a playground, Your mind has become his playground. He is telling you all the things that that is going to keep your anger sustained about that person. You will think about every single thing that you don't like about that person and it will stay and it will percolate. This is how you know a demon has stepped into your world and is influencing you. You can say that person did this. He said that. She said that. It said that. I don't know how that can happen, but all these things can happen, but at some point you have to recognize that even though you are blaming everyone around you, and maybe they are at fault, at a certain point you alone have to recognize that you have shifted from a temple to a house. Maybe they're right. Maybe they threw a rock through the window of your house. They are wrong. They busted into your car and stole your purse. And God forbid they stole your makeup, ladies. (laughs) Maybe they did something wrong. But you are entertaining these feelings, these thoughts, and you are being influenced. They did something wrong, but you can blame people all you want to, and it makes no difference at all. You're the one who has shifted from a temple to a house. You can ask the people in my life, when I feel the conversation begin to rise to an an argument, I change the subject. I'm not ready for this conversation. It's my fault. My emotions are going up. And so I'd like to talk about this some other time. Basically what I'm saying, you ain't gonna get me. You're not gonna get me. You're not gonna suck me in. And and who is you when I say, you ain't going to get me? It's not the person that I'm talking to. It's not the person. I'm talking to the enemy. I'm saying it out loud. Oh, I'm in a good place. In this three-foot radius, I'm having revival with God. In this three-foot radius, I am connected to the Holy Spirit. You ain't going to get me. You're not going to get me. You know that there's an evil spirit in the house or an evil spirit antagonizing you when bitterness is sustained. When you've experienced rejection from people who were supposed to love you, that rejection begins to move through your life. When, you are, 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 th- when, you, when you're thinking that the things of God are a joke, when you're thinking that the things of God are indifferent to you, when you can talk bad about someone else. This is very funny to me because sometimes I'll hear people say, I know I shouldn't say this but do you think that the enemies are going oh they know they're not supposed to say that so and they said it out loud so we're not going to get involved it's kind of like if someone says hey Frankie you got a big mouth lol do you think lol just erased the fact that you said I had a big mouth LOL didn't erase anything. A smiling emoji or a cool emoji with sunglasses doesn't erase what you just said. And some people try to lead with that. I know I shouldn't say this, but blah, 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 blah. Just know this. Demons are swinging into your mind like Tarzan. Woo! Right in, and you just and he did it. I ain't gonna put up with that, and I'm just gonna call it like it is, and I'm just just know you're like a puppet. You're a puppet. You're a puppet, you say, I don't believe that, Frankie. Look, I am just sharing scripture. The moment I don't back up what I'm saying with scripture, don't ever come back. Don't ever come back. Don't ever come back when uh, the Father's blessing is so significant that when someone has been hurt by their mother, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. But the Bible speaks of the Father's blessing. It speaks of the Father's blessing and when someone has not received the blessing of their father that causes a scar especially if it's if it's if they withheld words of affection if they haven't said things that are blessings to you there remains a scar there and if you if you have never said and acknowledged that The enemy will come in and cause you to never trust anyone because of that. You will think to yourself, no one will ever hurt me again. And you will set up walls of distrust. And you will set up these walls. And you will make sure that no one ever hurts you again. But that is bitterness. That is hurt. That is resentment. That's making you want to defend yourself If you were married and your spouse hurt you, left you, betrayed you, you can mentally go into self-defense mode and defend yourself, defend yourself, defend yourself. And you have allowed the enemy to get a grip into your life of bitterness, resentment, distrust. All of this stuff gets in you. It's in you, and you think you're just arguing about the fact. It's not just the fact. It's everything, everything. Everything sets you off. Anxiety and fear. You know, here's the thing. There is is my one balancing statement today. I'm not going to make another one, so everybody hear it good. Hit the person next to you and say, you better listen. He's not going to say it again. When it comes to anxiety and depression... Oftentimes, it has nothing to do with the demon. It's a chemical... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Imbalance. imbalance. Thank, that's the exact word I was looking for. Thank you. It's a chemical imbalance. Some people, it's like, it's like a, a 20-foot chain of, of uh, and, and there's a, a link missing. It's a chemical imbalance. And when they take medication, that link gets put back into the chain. However... There is a thin line, a razor-thin line, between a chemical imbalance and the demonic tormenting you. A razor-thin line. And in the Western world, we got medication for everything. Medication, 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 medication. There's some people that need to be on medication. However, there's a lot of people that are taking medication because a demon is tormenting them. And their whole life is it ah 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 it tormenting them. Only you can get on your knees before God and say, God, what is happening to me? We gotta get good at saying what is happening. You gotta get good at that. What is happening? What is happening? What is happening? The men in the room, you gotta hear me. It's your job to say, what is happening? It's your job. What's going on around here? There's too much fighting around here. There's too, everybody's in a bad mood. Everybody, you gotta say, what's going on around here? Are you with me? Say yes. Come on. What's going on around here? If you've been bitter for years, mad for years, disappointed for years, you gotta say, what's going on here? Thank you, that was good. (laughs) Number one is discerning, knowing. Number two is discovering. How did that demon get into my life? How? How did he get in? In Genesis chapter 4 verse 7, it says, If you do good, will you not be accepted? But if you do evil... Sin is crouching at the door. You must master it. Uh, Some of you have household animals. We have dogs that live in the house. Our dogs literally have a better life than me. They do. They do. They don't have to cook. The food is provided for them. Everyone who walks in the house is like, ah! I come walking in the house is. (laughs) <laughs> now you say, ah, but don't you feel it too? Those of you who have dogs, <laughs> it's like, hey, you rub my bald head? <laughs> Cats, oh, they got these, these flush beds and, and you know, these, these, but my dog, what he does is he sits by the door. He sits by the door, especially when I come home. I haven't been home in a long time, a couple hours. He needs to use the bathroom, so he sits at the door. And it's so funny. As soon as I open up the door, the crack in the door poof. The door's not even open yet. It hurts his ears getting out. I was like, whoa, brother, how long you been holding that? And then when he wants to come back in, he's, he's pawing at the door, he's sitting at the door, he's just sitting there, he's just sitting there waiting, 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 ears up, waiting, waiting, waiting. As soon as I crack that door open, boom, he jumps right in. I haven't even opened it all the way up yet, just a small crack. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 59 verse 19 that the enemy comes in like a flood. He looks for a crack, a a thin little crack. If you live in the Gulf Coast area, you're familiar with hurricanes. It just finds a little crack in the wall. It just, it doesn't need a, a big gap. A crack will do. And you have to ask, how, what crack? What crack? I, uh, was a, I talked about this last week. I got on my hands and knees and I said, God, is there any spirits tormenting me that I need to renounce? What does renounce mean? renounce means to identify the crack and then tell it to get out and while i was while i was on my knees while i was on my knees the holy spirit would just bring in simple things it was i had i needed to god i'm angry at this first i'm sorry and then all of a sudden it started progressively getting greater and it started coming to my mind that my grandmother and my grandfather is brazilian to my knowledge, I don't know what their relationship with Jesus was like. I really don't. And I don't know what their grandparents, what their parents was like. But I am familiar with the witchcraft in Brazil. I am familiar with voodoo dolls. I am familiar. I heard a, a, a lady tell me while I was in Brazil that her her uh, her boyfriend broke up with her. And so she went to a witch and said, cast a spell on him to make him like me. And she said, I can do more than that. Lay in your bathtub and put roses in the water. And that will cause and ask the spirit to come into you. And for the rest of your life, men will want you. When you walk down the road, they will look at you. They will look at you. You know, just as a sidebar, I'm not going to get lost here. But when a woman walks by, men or ladies, when a man walks by, or if, you are, 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 if you're a woman and you're drawn to women, or if you're men and you're drawn to a man, when they walk by, can I just tell you, it's not because they're drop-dead gorgeous. There is a spirit that causes you to look. It causes you to look. There's there's a spirit that draws you. There's a flirtatious spirit that draws you. And the minute you look, boom, slides through the door slides through the door. And I started thinking about my grandmother and grandfather while I was saying, is there anything I need to renounce? And I said, God, I don't know what my grandmother has done. I don't know what my grandfather has done. I don't know what they did in Brazil. But if there's anything that they opened the door that has creeped through the generations, I renounce it now in the name of Jesus Christ. I renounce it. You got to identify. How did it get in? Did it get in through your mother? Did it get through your father? Did it come through your own sin? How did it get in? Did it come through your eye gate? Did you look at something? Did it come through your ear gate? Were you listening to someone or something? Did you do something? Did
1: how did it get in?
0: I got a friend of mine. He was—he went to—he uh, uh, was sick. He was sick. He was like deathly ill for a couple weeks, and he just thought that he had the flu. And it was getting progressively worse, progressively worse, progressively worse. And he asked God, "What? What is going on? What do I need to do? Do I need to say something?" And the Holy Spirit brought to his mind that just a few months earlier, he was on a missions trip to Africa, and he saw some figurines in a gift shop, and he wanted to bring them home so he could remember what it was like. And he brought the figurines home, and the family was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, and they set them up. But the people who made those figurines, the Holy Spirit told him, break them, break them, throw it out, break them. Break them. He's like, and he thought to himself, I like those things. I paid money for those things. They're cool. I can't find anything like that in the United States. That's why I bought them. Break them, break them, break them, throw them out. Within hours, within hours, he was fine. You gotta ask the Holy Spirit, how'd they get in? How'd they get in? I've met people before having to take pictures off their wall, burn them those things. And it's like, pictures? Are you being oversaved? Are you losing your mind? If the Holy Spirit brings it to your Mind, there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason. If you've been sexually promiscuous, you have to know that everybody has a spirit. It's either a spirit of God or it's a spirit of the enemy. And you got to ask God, Lord. Is there a tie there? Is there a soul tie that's resting within me? I got a friend of mine. He can't count how many people. He can't count how many women he's been to bed with. And he is constantly, constantly filled with these antagonizing emotions. And I wish the door was open for me to say to him, the the door's not open. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask him. Just ask him. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But just ask him. Ask him, is there anything, is there any relationship, is there anything that while you were just kissing and making out, that they felt close to God and you felt close to the enemy and there was a, a tangling of spirits there addictions if you're addicted let me just tell you it's not because it it, that's demonic it's demonic i've seen listen to show the influence of parents I've seen people, parents say, "I I denounce this. I'm I'm over this. I rebuke this." And the moment they said that, the kids who were on medication <laughs> become better and they become free. And you go, "How in the world?" Now some of you are like, oh, "Does that mean I my kid is on medication? Does that mean that I did something wrong?" Remember, I'm not only, okay. I'll make two balancing statements. <laughs> Not every single child is sick because of a demon, but there are children that are sick because of a demon. You just got to know that. If my child was sick, I'd be throwing everything, including the kitchen sink at it, including the kitchen sink, not at the kid. Um, it's (laughs) It's a figure of speech. and then there's the driving there's the discerning the discovery and then the driving the worst the people who are in the worst situation are the people who are being influenced by the devil but they believe that they are standing up for god they, they call themselves christians they believe they're Christians, but they themselves are deceived. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 14 that Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. You can tell who these people are because they burst with anger out of nowhere. It's like, what just happened? Like you're a Christian, you just bursted with anger. What is going on with you? You can tell who these people are when they're a little flirtatious. You can tell who these people are when they're bitter. You can tell who these, they expose themselves. It's like the mask comes off for a split second. It's like, whoa, I didn't mean to do that. There's a Jezebel spirit. There's a Jezebel spirit. Jezebels want to control you. So they'll either try to control you with their looks or they'll try to control you with their words. Uh, there's Jezebel spirits that have come through this church many, many, many times. And I always know who they are because they always fill me up with lots of compliments. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're wonderful. You're amazing. That word was awesome. And then they hold it back. And then I'm like, oh, did I say something wrong? Did I do something wrong? Oh, geez, are you upset with me? You Jezebel spirit? So now, if you give me more than four compliments in a row, I'm like, whoa! Whoa! You go talk to my wife, she'll tell you the truth. Are you with me? Say yes. You got to drive them out. If Peter, if one snuck into Peter's life, you and I both, This morning, I was in my office before you ever got here. And I got on my hands and knees and I said, God, I want to be a vessel. I want to be an open vessel for you. Is there anything in my life I need to renounce? What does renounce mean again? Identify the door and cause it to go out. How do you know? You have to ask the Holy Spirit. Bring to my mind. Bring to my mind what has crept into my life. And then immediately afterwards, you got to start filling the temple because that spirit will come around. I know people who have been delivered by the same spirit 79 times because they've never taken personal responsibility of filling that temple. If you're a critical person, if you don't trust anybody, if, you, if, if you're listening to me today and you're going, I don't think so, I don't think so, I don't think so, I don't think so, I want you to say I don't think so whenever I stop using scripture. But if I'm using scripture, you just need to know there's, there may be a critical spirit whispering in your ears. The enemy will cause thoughts to echo. When you think about someone and you're angry at them and you're thinking about them the enemy comes in and goes I can work with that. When you say to a person you're a jerk, you're a duh. you're a that the enemy I can work with that. I can work with that. Are you with me? Last thing I'll say. There's a mountain of God and you're in a vehicle going up the mountain of God. The more you are thinking about him and worshiping him, you are moving up the mountain. The minute you stop, you begin to drift. There is no neutral when you're driving up a mountain. Some of us, if you're younger than 25, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but there's a standard car. Okay. And, and in order to shift, you have to press the clutch down, take your foot off the gas. I know it sounds complicated, but these cars really did exist. Then you shift, and, and your feet have to go like this. And if you don't know what you're doing in a car like that, and you're on a hill, you in trouble. You got your foot is never on the brake, you're going gas, because there is no neutral on a hill. You put it in neutral. Are you with me? Put your hands together if you're with me. Everybody stand up on your feet for me, please i uh, last week I, I prayed for a couple of people. I'm not going to pray for anyone today. But what I what I am going to do is I'm going to be your pastor and I'm going to walk you through something that you need to duplicate in your life on a regular basis. And, and what we're going to do in a moment is you're just going to put your hands out like this. And you say, why do I got to put my hands out like that? Look, I didn't make it. I, it, it's, it wasn't my idea. It wasn't my idea. In First Timothy chapter 2, verse 8, it says, In every place of worship, people should worship with their hands raised, free from all anger and controversy. Just Look, my job is just to read it and then say it out loud. That's, that's my only job. And so what we will do in a moment, you don't have to do it right now unless you want to, but you put your hands up like this, you close your eyes, you visualize his face. You say, Holy Spirit, bring to my mind right now anything that I need to renounce. You have to say it with your mouth. There's a lot of people, they can't say it. They can think it, but they can't say it. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's not a problem, it's a spirit. There's a master lock on your jaw. Can't get your mouth open. There's a master lock. There's no reason why you can't say Jesus out loud, there's no logical reason for that. There's no logical reason for a person who loves the Lord to not be able to say, Jesus, I need you. If you can't open your mouth and say that, there's a spirit there. Somebody, somebody who loves you has to tell you that. There's a spirit on your life that you say, I, don't wanna, I just don't want to do it. I, you know, I'd rather do it whenever I'm alone by myself. And yeah, it, Just continue to kick the can. Because by yourself, you don't do it either. you think it when you're by yourself you know you think it in here and you think it over there and you think it over there and 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 really if you want to be truthful you probably just you, you think about it less and less and less and less and less and less and you give us the impression that you're praying all the time because you're here it's like look i'm here i'm here i love god look i'm here You know, the first demon Jesus casted out was in a church. (laughs) You put your hands up and you just say. You don't have to say it loud enough for the person next to you to hear it. That's not necessary. But you need to say it with your mouth. Holy Spirit, is there anything in my life that I need to renounce? And whatever comes to your mind. For me, it's usually very simple, small things. And then it progressively gets more serious the more my mind is on him. If at any point the person next to you starts crying or gets emotional, encourage them to come down to the altar. Because the altar is something made of wood, steel, or stone that things die on. And so I'm going to give you a moment to just put your hands up and ask the Holy Spirit, is there anything... And as fast as it comes to your mind is as fast as you need to say it. I renounce lust. I renounce bitterness. I renounce rejection. I renounce insecurity. These are all spirits. I renounce a Jezebel spirit. Say that, Holy Spirit, is there anything? And then just wait. It'll come to your mind. Now, I'm going to pray over you. And if while I'm praying over you, you find yourself getting emotional or you start feeling conflicted on the inside, feel like there's a war or a battle going on the inside of you, then I want you to come down to the altar. I'm not going to pray for you. When you get down here, you continue to renounce. But while I'm praying, if you get emotional or you feel conflicted, then I want you to come down to the altar and let the Holy Spirit free you. In the name of Jesus, every demonic spirit, we rebuke you now in the name of Jesus Christ. I command Jezebel, you leave in the name of Jesus. You cannot be here. This is, there are no houses in this room for you. I rebuke you now in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave. Every spirit of anger, every spirit of rejection, every spirit of illness, every spirit of emotional instability, every spirit of chemical dependency, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of division, every spirit of anxiety, every spirit of fear, I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of sickness, I command you to leave. Every spirit of lust, I command you to leave. Every spirit of lukewarmness towards the things of God, I command you to leave. I command the spirit of pride to leave. I command the spirit of insecurity to leave. I command the spirit of divorce to leave. I command the spirits of Satan to leave this room now in the name of Jesus Christ. You cannot be in the sanctuary of God. You cannot be in the temple of God. You cannot be here. You cannot be here. You cannot be here. I rebuke you now by the authority of Jesus Christ. You must leave. You have to leave. And I speak joy. I speak happiness. I speak faith. I speak peace. I speak love. I speak unity in the name of Jesus. I speak praise in the name of Jesus. I speak an open heaven in the name of Jesus. I speak prosperity in the name of Jesus. I speak... Freedom in Jesus' name, freedom in Jesus' name,
1: freedom in Jesus' name, freedom in Jesus' name, freedom in Jesus' name. name. Satan leave, sickness leave, demons leave, Jezebel leave, in the name of Jesus, nightmares leave, witchcraft leave. Every grip
0: of witchcraft. Every grip of the occult. Every grip of false religions. Every grip I command you to leave in Jesus' name. I speak happy marriages. I speak marriages full of love. I
1: rebuke addiction. Addiction from porn. Addiction from hate. Addiction from cigarettes. Addiction from hate and, and anxiety. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Addiction from alcohol.
0: Addiction from wine. Addiction, 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 addiction. We rebuke you now. I speak that your countenance will be lifted up. I
1: speak that the joy of the Lord will be in your face. I speak that the praises of God will be in your mouth. I speak angels into your house.
0: Satan, if you are in their house, if you're in the house of their body, if you are in their apartment, if you are in there at their address, we rebuke
1: you now. We rebuke you now. We rebuke you now. We rebuke you now. We rebuke you now. In the name of Jesus, say that with me. In the name of Jesus, say it with me.